You're listening to Smogland Radio, broadcasting from a rainy evening in LA. I'm your host, Nancy Mesa. On Friday, January 26th, I woke up early, like early, early, and went to Jose Wizad's, aka Sleazy Weezy's sentencing. In case you didn't know, Jose Wizad is the former city council member who pled guilty to taking around $2 million in bribes from developers while representing Council District 14, which includes downtown LA and Boyle Heights, the neighborhood I grew up in. In exchange for these bribes, Wisad used his powerful position as the head of the Planning and Land Use Management Committee, or PLUM, to fast-track developments for his shady developer friends. Wisad's actions were corrupt and fueled the gentrification and housing crisis in CD14. For years, I spoke out and organized against him and for the harm he caused the people he was supposed to to serve. But those with power didn't listen until the feds arrested Wisad on racketeering and bribery charges in 2020. And honestly, it seemed like we'd be in for a long trial until Wisad pled guilty to two charges a year ago. And then his sentencing was finally here. My colleagues, Phoenix So. Elizabeth Joe, Mariah Castaneda, and Carla Green came with me to the federal courthouse in downtown LA that morning. Here are some of the voice memos we recorded from that day. Okay, so we're outside the courthouse here with Nancy and Phoenix. Good morning. Good morning, LA. Hello. <laughs> okay, so uh, what, what's going on here today, Nancy? So we are here at the final sentencing for Sleazy Weezy, uh, Jose Wizad, who's notoriously known as being, you know, a major villain, selling out the hood, working with a private developer in the interest of private developers. So today's kind of like the final sentencing for this big case. Um, so we're just here along with like the rest of LA Media, it looks like, um, this morning trying to, I guess, just bear witness to the, to the moment, yeah. Um, I guess maybe we should have someone explain what happened earlier uh, when I uh, stayed in the line and you guys all ran off. What was, uh, tell me Mariah, what happened there? Yeah, so I was talking to Andrew from the Bull Heights B and Ricky, and then they said like, you can't bring in that, lap that laptop. So we're like, where are we gonna store our stuff? So Andrew from the Bull Heights B just so graciously was like, I can hold it in my trunk. So we all went over, we all ran over, we packed up, we ran over to Andrew's car across the street in a parking lot. I. We were running through downtown LA, and I got a, uh, a cramp in my leg, and I almost fell over. And unfortunately, while you were gone, Weezar came in, but I was in the line, and I didn't see him, so, you know. Nancy, when did you first meet him? I met Sleazy Weezy when he was on the school board. So that's been more than 20 years. Yeah, I was a high school student, yeah. like wow. a youth organizer. Yeah, he was, our, he was our board representative. What did you think of him? When you first saw him, I'm really yeah. curious. Yeah, well, when he was on the school board, he was, you know, very green. He was still very, I think, like, not yet having fancy dinners with millionaires and flying to Vegas, I think. Okay. I think, I don't know. 
Yes, he was very like, I'm here for the community, right? Like, it was a big deal. Like, he was always been a big deal. So, even when he was in the school board, he was treated like a big deal. Like, everyone knew, like, he was the power player. So, I just remember him just always, like, being, like, either the target or your ally, you know? Like, but before, he was still more, like, I want to make things different, right? I want to, I guess, create some sort of change, yeah. Um, Do you think when you first met him, he was already a sellout? Probably. I feel like LA, everyone uses the school board as a stepping stone to ascend into higher power. So, it's... I'm pretty sure he already had like his whole political career in mind. Like I'm gonna be mayor. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, Nancy, we had a little uh, thing prepared that we were gonna do if you saw him, and then that didn't happen. But so can you uh, can you tell the listeners what what was our plan this morning? Yes, our plan was we you know we wanted to ask Sleazy Weezy um, a very important question to us, right? Jose, um, we said is like the bottom of the barrel in terms of like alley corruption. So I wanted to ask him, like, hey, Sleazy Weezy, like, who is a bigger sellout in L.A. than you? Like, who is the top? I want to know who's the top of the barrel. You know, I think he, I hope he's in a phase of bringing down everyone with him. But I, I, I want to know, right, who's at the top of that barrel. Yeah. Unfortunately, we didn't get to ask. Yes. He slithered in. Okay, so we're, we're approaching the doors of the courthouse. I think we're feeling cautiously optimistic that we might get in. Yeah. I just want to say I do actually, I'm happy that literally every single press that I know of Anelli is here. Because when community was organizing against gentrification in Boyle Heights, we literally were sounding the alarm. And it was super hard to get people to just to do any investigative work around like gentrification and we started rolling it. So I think for me, like, I, I feel like other media might just like hyper, like scandalize the issue even more, but they're covering it. You know, like in the limelight of like crimin, crimin, like, be, like gentrification being a criminal aspect of LA, you know, so... That for me is like a good turning point because it was very difficult for folks in Bull Heights or in other neighborhoods that were doing the organizing to get like media to take us seriously, you know. Um, yeah, so I hope they learned their lesson to like listen to community members and our analysis when we sound the alarm on things because the hood was way ahead of this, you know. Like we always said, like the hood made the claim that Jose said was an integral part of this corruption scandal like a long time ago. Like, at least a decade ago, at least. You know, folks have known that politicians play a role in corruption, so I think that's important. And I'm, I'm glad that folks are here, right? Like, that we didn't have to, like, wrangle them down to be here, so. Yeah, Thanks. there's a huge line. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> no, I, think that's super, I think that's super important. And I think I just want to kind of like emphasize that because I remember the last election that Weezar was in, I do remember seeing on Instagram people saying like, oh, vote for Weezar, like unironically. And it wasn't like big, like it wasn't like something that people were covering until folks were like Nancy, community organizers, the ones that have been sounding the alarm for literally a decade. Uh, so I just really want to emphasize that work and that labor. But usually when I'm doing covering, like I, I'm like I've been covering city hall for so long that most of the decision of like whether or not to go to these things is like, am I covering it or not? And so like this time I just want to be here for historical reasons. Um, it's a moment in history. It's a moment in LA history. Yeah. And the thing I wanted to mention was you were being very diplomatic about the fact that like the press is here now. You know when it's kind of like over with, <laughs> like a little like. <laughs> They should have been there. Yeah. It's very late. Very late. Is it late than never? I know I am being nice. I this new year I'm trying to be more nice. 
Resolution. Less rage. Oh, less rage. Less rage. Oh, like less, the in and out. The, you know, the yin yang. <laughs> Righteous rage played its purpose. <laughs> but yes, thank you, Liz. And now we have stepped, we are inside the courthouse now. Okay. okay, I'm about to go through security, so I'm going to pause the recording. We'll check back in after. Okay, I finally got my phone on. So, uh, Nancy, what happened? Fresh off the courts, um, so the judge decided to sentence Lizzie Weesey to the full 13 years um, that was suggested or um, pushed by the by the U.S. government to so the prosecutors. Um, yeah, it was so surreal to be in there, especially because I was hearing things repeated back to me, like from an official government judge that like me and my friends have been talking about for a long time, of like this whole entire just conspiracy theory and scheme. So it was just like a mindfuck, to be honest, to like hear it repeated back through like a judge in a very formal like process, like a U.S. government process, and you know just kind of hearing his scheme laid out like from a government official was really, was just, yeah, it was, was wild to me because it just makes it so much more formal, right? Like this wasn't, you know, the, the hood calling, we saw corrupt, you know, a sellout. Um, like the judge said that he was a sellout. He used the word a sellout, you know, um, and enriching his own pockets in there. So it's, I feel like for me, just kind of formalized our community complaints <laughs> at the highest court. <laughs> Especially here in LA, so it's, yeah. I'm glad we came, honestly, because it was just even good to bear witness to the moment. Um, I think this moment plays a huge importance in the history of LA. Um, so I'm just glad that we could just be here also to just see that moment. There's a lot more justice to be done, definitely. Um, and I was just really glad to hear the judge say that like the rest of the foos that are part of this enterprise scheme are also going to be held accountable because I think that was the fear, right? That they're gonna, they will scapegoat we said, which rightfully he deserves a 13 year sentence. Um, but I'm glad that there was some commitment made um, from Ali, an Ali judge around um, the rest of the culprits in the, in the scheme. So I was not expecting that to be honest, yeah. Um, and then Nancy, what happened after everyone left the courtroom? So uh, after everyone left the courtroom, there was obviously a media frenzy rush, right, to get a quote statement from Wissad. So media kind of cornered him in the, in the elevator. So I was able to yell at him as he, uh, as he was heading down. So I did yell, you know, our question was, was, you know, who is the biggest sellout in LA, right? If it's not Wissad, I want Wissad to tell me and to tell the world um, who the biggest sellout is um, in LA. He didn't answer that. He didn't answer. Also, there was I was like the shortest one, so I think he heard me. Hopefully, you yelled it a couple times. I think he heard you. Okay, yeah, I was channeling my inner Liz, um, <laughs> my inner Elizabeth Joe um, of just you know being persistent. So just shout out to Liz's energy and vibe, you know. <laughs> Liz, do you want to say anything? No, because I, I, it is pretty surreal. So I don't really have a lot of like um, collected thoughts about it. Um, I just have been. I think. The, the the issue of corruption is something that I have to think about a lot covering the city and seeing how this behavior affects what actually happens to people in LA. Um, it just feels 
important to me, you know, because when I hear that people are spending their time um, making their own, enriching their own lives and ignoring a lot of the issues that um, that are in LA, uh, that the it's the, those are the issues. Those the, the, the communities in LA are the reasons why the stuff at City Hall is supposed to happen. And the thing that like really resonated with me when the judge was speaking was that all of the stuff that he said he did that was so great um, were just his job, was what he was supposed to be doing. And that was like, that felt important that he said that. So yeah, I, and I know you also <laughs> resonated, it also resonated with you as well. Okay, should we go downstairs? Right now, I'm just loving this because we're outside the courthouse in Alley Public Press. We came here on field trip. <laughs> we came here, you know, just to bear witness and to be here for this historic moment. And right now in front of us, what we're seeing is a media frenzy of literally every news media in LA getting to like, trying to be like the first one to publish, in a, right, trying to be the first of the scene. Um, so there's literally like 30 cameras in front of me and reporters, um, very witness to a press conference. And LAPP, we're here to the side. Uh, we're here to the side because, you know, we weren't tied to a story because we thought everyone was going to do it anyways. You know, we're just here to bear witness and be part of this important moment and use it as context. So, like, we we are going to integrate, like, what we heard here and, like, the facts and the data throughout our reporting this year. Or like, That's what I'm hoping to do, you know, or, like, how we talk about corruption. That's really the, the thing that was missing mm -hmm. from a lot of what people in City Hall, like, we are think about. Like, they're not thinking about what's happening on the ground and just like all the maneuverings that they want to mm -hmm. focus on. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I was actually kind of curious like why you chose to say what you said to Guizar um, as he went into the elevator. Yeah. yeah, so why I wanted, so I, I wanted to ask him like who he, who he thinks is the biggest sellout is because time and time again like he's ha he ha himself has said right in his defense like I'm not the biggest culprit. There are bigger entities in this corruption scheme. Um, and I want to know who they are. Like, I, I feel like he, I do think there is opportunity for redemption. And I feel that if we sat, like literally dragged everyone else with him, I think that he would be doing a public service, right? Because I think no one else knows or is as in, entangled as he is. So I actually think there's a lot he could do, like in terms of like, not, not kind of like washing his hands, right? But like helping with intel and information and like, who are these higher players? Um, and it's something that also, like, the last podcast, The Salo, that Mariah, Mariah hosted, um, they interviewed someone who kind of said, like, uh, we saw it as, like, the bottom of the cesspool of corruption. And that always has stood with me, like, yeah, like, I mean, he is a critical figure, but there are others. Um, so I feel like I just wanted him to know, like, if you're thinking about dragging everyone down with you, you should. Like, I do think that's a good strategy. And like, it would benefit, actually, the city a lot. Because we know these people like back each other up, right? Or they, there is a, a culture of secrecy, you know, with these folks and like making sure that they don't get in trouble and things like that. Yeah. What did you think of like, this, you know, what people were saying, like all the stuff that's said about like whether he deserves leniency or what is, what he like actually did in office that's either good or bad or? I was actually surprised uh, with how stern uh, the judge was in terms of like, stating that we shouldn't conflate like the quote-unquote good he claims to have done in the community yeah. um we, we shouldn't use that in terms of like 
trying to deflate or yeah like sentencing oh, yeah. um because that's literally his job like he was a council member and the judge said that you're a council member like it was literally your job to do good i assumed his lawyers would be just more on it i guess you know his his defense focused a lot on how like but we start a good person and he's a dad but i think that given like all the public information on this case oh, no, 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 no. like you know like um, that the public has and i'm sure the judge where it has more information than us like i feel like maybe that might have worked in the past it definitely did not work today it did not work today and i was glad to see it not work because <laughs> i do think you know public officials will use that you know when facing corruption like what about my family right what about my kids my wife and i think the judge even said like that's like we said wasn't thinking about that while he was engaged in this corruption why is he thinking about it now you know so i think it's like we just got to be like real and not let them use their family you know i know his sickest his, you know children are sick and things like that but like i do feel like he um the defense focused too much on like he's a good guy given like all the evidence <laughs> that we have in front of us right and even the public has in front of them <laughs> but it was just good to like be also like in the room with la media and like yeah and i love how they all ran out immediately I was like, where's the fire? <laughs> Literally, once the sentencing was done, like, the media rushed out because once we started walked out, they just asked him a million questions. Um, I feel like he kind of liked that moment, though. He loves the spotlight, you know? Or the gaslight known as Goat Puppet was also there in fist bump tweets are. I know. Yeah, he loves the, like, fist bumping. Yeah. Oh. Like, throwing, throwing people He's like, I just got a 13-year sentence. Fist bump. <laughs> my friends so dignified I think it's just sad I think it's really sad I think just kind of seeing like it was what we talked about in the sellout but just kind of seeing how he went from being you know he's from Zacatecas uh, he achieved so much um, I think really people saw him as someone to look up to I think what the judge talked about that even when he was talking when his lawyer was talking about that reminded me of that um, but it also reminded me of how he used his identity, how he used his position of power to really like win trust from some people and evade accountability. And I think by trying to get people's trust, his constituents, but then also by selling them out with these bribes from developers, I think it's just so disgusting and I think it's so sad. And you know, they're talking about his family and how his family's gonna be impacting the kids. And when the judge said something like, oh, well, he didn't care about his kids or his family when he was doing all these things. Like, I think I kind of think, thought about the real cost. I thought about, you know, all the constituents that were being sold out. I thought about the folks that are now being priced out of their homes. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's just made me, like, sad. I just kind of see the gravity of it. And also just seeing him up there, he looked so much, he looked so much older than I seen in pictures. You know, he looked so, like, tired and I don't know. It just feels, it feels sad because it's like, not for him, it just feels sad that like it had, this had to happen. It feels really sad and um, it feels sad that somebody would betray uh, our communities like this. Yeah. He seemed really, he spoke like very briefly um, and he seemed really cowed and he was like, he talked like so quietly. Did you notice that? Yeah, I remember I heard him talk so quietly. I remember I, I was like, I heard recordings of him. I've seen interviews of him talk. And I was like, this is, is this the same person? He just seemed like, yeah. I don't know. He seemed so like, I don't know what the right word, like meek. He said cowed. Yeah, yeah meek. Just like, 
I'm like, dang. Like, is this what it's like? This person that would message his employee, his staffers, and being like, T T T, in order to get tea from folks. The same person that would, you know, bully or who would like allegedly harass his staff, um, or one staffer. I think to see him be there so like quiet and like, um, I don't know. It was just like just kind of discombobulated me for a minute yeah I also did you notice how they were talking about like this idea of like that he was like um like did a lot for his constituents or like had this like good vision for downtown downtown got better while he was the council member like I feel like there was a lot of like buying into that idea that like yes he did corruption but also he like helped make downtown better and kind of like I don't know not really taking into consideration even just like the negative impact of like green lighting these kinds of developments to begin with. So I had to stop myself from chuckling when they mentioned GQ magazine as calling, saying that now LA is 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 on its way to becoming a world-class city right. or something like that because of what we said it did. Uh, I don't feel that way. I think LA has been and always will be a world-class city with Without corrupt folk, with or without corruption, I think the people make L.A. a world-class fucking city. I think the people that make L.A. make us a world-class city. All the different communities, our diversity, uh, that's what makes us world-class. If anything, we are world-class despite corrupt individuals like Jose we said. And I thought it was kind of a slap in the face to our communities here who uh, have been doing great things like building community and not being corrupt, right? The folks that are, like, you know, organizing their tenants, folks that are maintaining their, like, family businesses, like Zamora Brothers. Uh, so I'm going on a whole bunch of tangents here. But I think by saying it's, like, he's transformed it into a world-class city with his corruption and by, like, opening the doors for all these, like, uh, developers, I think is disgusting because we don't need rich people from other places to make us a world-class city. We are world-class. Um, so I would push back on that a lot. And I think I wish I would have seen like some more, I wish I would have seen the judge like really take into account the people who have been displaced and now pushed out. The people that make LA a world-class destination or whatever. I wish there was more like emphasis on how he's pushed out those folks, our families, um, our people that built LA um, and continue to build the fabric of LA every day. Like there's just no consideration for immigrants, for poor folks, for low income folks, uh, unhoused folks and they've also been displaced. So I think, I thought that was pretty disgusting. Totally. Sorry, I went on a whole rant. Yeah, I loved it. Anything else you wanna say? I don't know. I haven't felt this passionate about anything in months. So thank you, Carla. <laughs> I'm so glad. I love it when it's rare that I feel disgusted. But when I feel disgusted, I go on a roll because I'm a Scorpio. So it was also um, I thought it was funny uh, that they like talked kind of at length about that like long unhinged appendix. Do you remember that? Yes. Because they were talking about, like, oh, he's, like, trying to say that, like, Asparza should be going down, too, and, like, all these other people need to be punished the way that he's being punished. Like, it was, like, the judge had, like, really read his, like, kind of wild appendix, you he know? He read it, like, several times, right? He said he read it several times. I couldn't even get it. I couldn't even get through one time, so I don't know how the judge went through. Well, I guess it's their job, but 
I guess it's kind of my job, too. <laughs> I mean, it was just, I, I read, I skimmed parts of it. I read a lot of it. But, yeah, it just seemed like it was him trying to say um, that all these other people um, were, like, just as guilty as he was or sometimes even seemed to be implying that they were more guilty. And then he had all these weird sections where he would just, like, put text messages of, like, people being rude about him. Like, Esparza saying, like, oh, you know, I hate this fucking guy or whatever. Which is, like, just seemed like a weird choice to like file a court document filled with text messages of people shit talking you yeah i mean if people were shit talking me in an email or emails and text i would and i saw them i would just take that to the grave i wouldn't tell anybody about that uh but then to put them in this whole like document like i don't know man that's pretty brazen if i was a judge i'd be like wow that's unhinged guilty (laughs) i'm just kidding i mean sentence to the max (laughs) i think it was like he was trying to prove like oh george esparza said he was loyal to me but actually he wasn't loyal like look he was like rude about me but i don't know i just don't know that it was landing like i i understand that was the intention but i would that i would i think the judge also agrees with me a little bit not to put not to put words in the judge's mouth in his honor's mouth but uh he basically said this doesn't help you (laughs) yeah the judge didn't seem super convinced by the appendix i feel like he made a i feel like he made a couple remarks about he didn't say it was unhinged but i feel like it was implied in his tone That was Phoenix So, Elizabeth Joe, Mariah Castaneda, and Carla Green, who came along with me on an LAPP field trip to the sentencing of Sleazy Wheezy. And by the way, we're trying something different this year at Smogland Radio. Instead of releasing episodes every two weeks, we're going to be doing mini-seasons with bonus episodes sprinkled in between. We're making the changes because we want to be able to investigate complex stories and bring you the full story here on the podcast. And well, that takes time. What you just listened to was our first bonus episode. Subscribe today and keep a lookout for our first mini season drop in May. In the meantime, you can continue to keep up with the many great things going down in our newsroom by visiting alleypublicpress.org and following us on social media. We're on all platforms at Alley Public Press. Like always, you can also donate to Alley Public Press and support our longevity in this ever-changing Alley media landscape. Donations can be made at any time throughout the year by going to alleypublicpress.org slash donate. Smogland Radio is produced by Phoenix So and Carla Green. I'm your host, Nancy Mesa. We're a production of Alley Public Press a non-profit newsroom for Los Angeles. Eduardo Arenas made our music and Jaime Zacarias made our show art. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, telling your friends about us, or following us on social media. We're on all platforms at Alley Public Press. Thank you so much for listening.